Bonjour, all of you tiny brand rappers of other people's bottoms. We are here to welcome you to another exciting episode of the Bokai Bombost with the Bell Heaven on the boy. What's up with the French accent today? I do not know you, animal food trough wiper. Okay. Um, a few, uh, what is this, week seven? Uh, of course, no Ohio State the game. The very this same. Week. No Ohio State game this week, but uh, a lot of good games. Uh, as we'll r- run through. Um, any notes or anything before we uh, we hit the docket today? No, we will not walk. We will run through these. I don't know that there's anything exciting, really. Um, the only real news out of the week is, um, you know, Franklin and Ferenc going at it over fake injuries. Right. Yeah. Which, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. It didn't really do much for me, so I don't know if there's really much to talk about there. The only thing that I found interesting about it is that, um, you know, the, this open talking about it being a strategy, you know, a legitimate strategy, which I, I, I think we all knew. It just, it's kind of interesting to hear them actually say it and talk about it being a strategy. Uh, but other than that, I didn't really find it all that compelling or interesting. Um, kind of tend to agree with uh, Franklin on the matter. I mean, because some of these guys were like really good players and it really made no sense for them to, to, to fake the injuries, but I don't know. Yeah, yeah, whatever. Yeah, that's like what I say. Whatever. A uh, couple... Uh, I think we have a couple rank matchups today, or, th- or this week. Uh... The first being Georgia and Kentucky. So let's get into that. Both 6-0 and this week uh, in Athens. Do you think Kentucky has a legitimate shot in this game, or will they get blown out like all the other teams? We're going down to Athens, Georgia, to play between the hedges. And uh, I, I think that the, the Cats, I think they got a bit of a chance. I'm not entirely sold, you see, on Georgia and their offense. I do think that that Bennett fella, he can throw the ball a little bit better than he could last year. Uh, thank you very much. But uh, I think them Wildcats is, is going to be on the mission. This game, I don't think they's gonna win. I don't think they's gonna win, but I do think they's gonna cover, and the dogs will still be undefeated, and they will still be number one. Yeah, I, I do agree. This is a a tough a tough line, uh, especially for a six and zero Kentucky team. But you know, we've seen uh, Georgia cover all the rest of them. Um, you know, congratulations to Kentucky, 6-0. and uh, They did beat Florida. Uh, the offense hasn't looked great all year. Their defense has been pretty good. I did have this one higher, but after learning a couple defensive linemen for Kentucky will be out, I, I did put it a little bit lower. Um, I, I, I do think Kentucky, uh, because of their defense, this will be the best one Georgia has faced. Uh, yes, I agree. And, and 22 and a half is a lot. I, 
still, I mean, I don't know if Kentucky will be able to move the ball a lot and score a lot of points, but, you know, can they hold them uh, to under 30? I think so. Uh, I think Georgia will be hard-pressed this game to score over 30 points. And so, you know, if I get a a 27-10 type of game, I I think that's realistic. Um, I I think Georgia wins doesn't really look hard, but the the points just don't come like they have the other games. So that's kind of the way I'm leaning uh, in this game, Kentucky covers, but Georgia probably still wins by a couple touchdowns at least. I'm with you, my good man. I am with you. All right. I think the, another rake matchup, uh, Oklahoma State uh, and Texas. Oklahoma State at Texas. Texas coming off the uh, big crazy loss, uh, the blown game. They are five-and-a-half-point favorites. Uh, this game... I am taking Texas. Uh, could be, you know, one of those games where, you know, they come off a come off a loss and you know, are kind of downtrodden and, uh, you know, maybe lose uh, a close hard knock game. But I I think Texas will come out of this one. I think they're going to play hard. Uh, I think they uh, know they can win. Oklahoma State's offense. Uh, really hasn't been great, and I don't expect much. Although you know Oklahoma put up fifty five on Texas. Texas defense isn't isn't amazing, so Oklahoma State might be able to find something. But at home, I think they'll bounce back. I do think they'll win by a touchdown at least, uh, and a somewhat comfortable game. I don't think Oklahoma State will really challenge them. So I'm going to take Texas with the fourteen. And I put uh, twelve on George, or twelve on Kentucky as well, but yeah, on, on uh, Kentucky. What did I put? I have to go back and look. I put five on Kentucky, so not overly uh, confident. But uh, on this one, I I tend to agree. I think this is a rebound game for Texas. You know, after they got spanked by Arkansas, um, you kind of came out of that thinking, well, wow, is Texas going to have some problems this year? And then they turned around and just walloped, uh, or as you would say, they put a Molly Wampin, uh, Rice, if I re- if I recall correctly, um, I, Oklahoma State I think is a bit better than Rice, but not a lot. I I, I think it's nice that uh, Oklahoma State has an undefeated season going so far. Um, it's great that they're in the thick of things, uh, but I don't really think they're that great of a team. I think Texas does bounce back, and I have it for. I have to look on my sheet. Fourteen. Probably talk about this before (laughs) which game, so I can go right to them. But uh, I've got Texas for fourteen on that one as well. All right. Um, I think those are the only two ranked matchups. Another game that did interest me. The rest of them just rank. (laughs) Another game that does interest me mainly because of the line, um, but specifically the Michigan State three and a half point favorites at Indiana. yeah, I was surprised by that line as well. I, I figured that would be a little higher. Yeah, I, I guess I'm hearing a lot too that you know this this line is, is stinky and, and watch out for Indiana. But I don't know. Uh, people I'm have not actually, sure what we're watching out for. Yeah, I don't know what uh, people have wa- been watching with Indiana. Uh, even though Penix is out, uh, Jack Tuttle is is pretty much the same. I mean. 
when he came in last year, their offense was uh, even worse, and it looked is, about. The isn't same. he the one that they always talk about? Is was Chris Olave's quarterback? Uh, I don't know. I just know he was at Utah before he uh, came to to Indiana, but. Um, regardless, Indiana hasn't been able to run the ball very well. I mean, their offense has been stagnant. They got blanked by Penn State. I don't think Michigan State's going to blank them. Their defense isn't as good, but, I mean. But their offense is. I think Michigan State's offense is better than Penn State's. Yeah, I mean, they have been doing a lot better. I mean, Thorne has thrown some accurate balls. They've got two speedy receivers and they're running back. Uh, he's is one of the top, I think rushers per game in the country, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. So, yes, he is. So, I mean, there's, there's been decent balance there and I don't understand. I, I, I think Michigan state's going to win this by multiple scores fairly easily. Uh, there's nothing that's proven that Indiana can uh, really move the ball or score all that much. I mean, I know they just played Rutgers, but what what is there any difference to think that, you know, Michigan won't be Indiana 31-13 as well or, or something along those lines, you know? So that's yeah, why. Yeah, I, I mean, to, to that point, if you just watched any of their games, there's nothing Indiana's done to me that, that warrants – this close of a spread. They just haven't done anything at all. Uh, and Sparty has. And so, yeah, uh, like you, I'm very confident, and I'm going with uh, Sparty as well. I've got it for 20. I've got him for 24. So, yep, very confident. Uh, otherwise, not uh, other crazy slates of games. Some interesting matchups, but uh, anywhere that you want to take us, anything you find interesting. Well, I am going to take the risk again, uh, betting against Alabama. Um, I kind of looked at this, and it's just—it's a hard one to say. I can honestly see Bama crushing Mississippi State in this game. I really can. Um, but I also think this Bama team, although much better than how they probably performed against um, A&M, uh, it's a little bit different them this year you know and, and I, I i think they may struggle i think mississippi state had the bye week uh they are fresh off of a win over a&m and i just think with that large of a spread um i, I kind of I, and i'm i'm not overly confident i'm taking uh, mississippi state with 11 but i could genuinely see bama just firing in all cylinders, ticked off because they lost the last game and blowing Mississippi State out. I'm going to take the risk that that's not the case, that they're going to win the game, but they'll have a few issues and Mississippi State will cover. Yeah, I, I thought about that. Yeah, I, I, I guess I, I always use that word cover. I, I think it's the wrong word, right? It, 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 Bama's favored, so it's the favored team that covers, correct? I, I don't know. I'm not. I'm not a betting man. <laughs> I, I don't. Uh, I, I don't gamble, so I'm not sure what the right word is there. Yeah, I don't know. But for I think all people intents get and what purposes, we're to say. yeah, we're just going to use the word cover. So, um, yeah, I, I thought about that uh, as well. Usually, Alabama coming 
awful loss. Usually they, they play really well. Uh, the biggest was the lack of, um, oh Lord, why can't I think of the word? I don't know. Starts with an E. Good Lord. <laughs> for all of you listeners out there, we are looking for a word that starts with an E. Oh my gosh. Any help you can give us would well, be much appreciated. This is sad. Um, but anyways, uh, Alabama's offense didn't uh, – it, w- it was very, very poor, especially in the goal line. Uh, just a lot of missed opportunities. Uh especially around that goal line passing the ball, some very um, weird fronts that, you know, the defense could easily read. And so I think they'll get some of that figured out. And, yeah, it's Mississippi State's tough because in the offense for Mike Leach still really hasn't panned out yet. Um, I know this is at Mississippi State, I believe, but I don't know. I think it's starting to, though. The last couple of games I watched – and, uh, you know, A&M, they have not had a great year up until Alabama. Right. Um, but, you know, I watched the Mississippi State A&M game, and, and I thought that Mississippi State was starting to kind of come around to the Mike Leach way of thinking. Maybe. I'm st- I'm going to take Alabama. It's 17 and a half. It's tough, but I more and more I thought about it. It's the more I'm confident Alabama will just bounce back, kick the crap out of Mississippi State. Uh, and if and if they prove me wrong, then I'll uh, re- rethink some things on Alabama. But for now, I'm going to take Bama with 17. Que bueno. What other games? I've got a uh, couple that interest me if you just want me to jump into yeah. them. Yeah, go for it. Yeah, so uh, TCU, Oklahoma. Yeah. Um, TCU, it, it's funny because I watched some of the... Uh, the college football shows and you know a lot, a lot of folks are actually looking at TCU as well in this one because they're a quote unquote good team. I don't know that TCU is all that great, but I do think they're good enough the way Oklahoma has been playing. I, Cause I think part of you wants to say, Oh wow. Did Oklahoma turn it around that last two and a half quarters, whatever it was. And I don't know that that's the case. I really do think it was more of Texas collapsing um, and in in Oklahoma played amazing. I mean, we, you and I watched it, and in or much of it, and yeah, Oklahoma was looking amazing in that stretch. But I just don't know that that is them turning the corner. I think it's them wanting to win the Red River Showdown. Um, and I don't know that it's much more than that. I think what they're gonna, what we're gonna see against TCU is more like we saw prior to those two quarters uh, in Oklahoma. So I'm taking uh, TCU with kind of a medium confidence um, with 15. Yeah, similar. I mean, th- the biggest thing I look at that line. It's 11 and a half. Oklahoma still has not faced an FBS team. They still have not beaten one yet by more than one score. Uh, right. And so right. And this is. A bigger spread than that, yeah. Yeah, and so I'm, I, that's why I'm, I'm going to take TCU until Oklahoma actually does it. Uh, yeah, TCU's not that great, and I, and I agree. They have – I think they could exploit a couple things. Um, you know, Zach Evans hasn't gotten a lot of carries like Trivion Henderson, but he's been running at a pretty high clip. So maybe rely on him a little bit more. Uh, I don't know. 
but I, I think they could keep it close. Uh, they usually do in these types of games. They played Oklahoma pretty well in the past. Uh, so, yeah, I'm just going to take TCU. I got 10 on them. Zipper has 10. I th- think no, there there was one other one that was somewhat interesting uh, just because of, of these two teams, but <laughs> even though they're both pretty bad, but uh, Rutgers and Northwestern. Um, <laughs> I know it, it just was funny to me that Rutgers is a one is a underdog. Yeah, I know it's at Northwestern, but Northwestern, especially their defense, has been so unbelievably bad this year that right. It's just, I mean, Rutgers is still Rutgers, but they've actually been playing uh, a little better. Uh, and so I I think this is a, a game where they can get a win in the Big Ten. Uh, Northwestern will play tough, uh, but I equate Northwestern to a team like Syracuse. You know, they don't have as good of a defense. Their offense really hasn't been there. Quarterback certainly hasn't really shown up. The only team they've really play good against as Ohio. Uh, other than that, they've looked piss poor. And so I, I don't know why Rutgers isn't favored. I mean, I know, like, I yeah, said, that, that was another one that where, where, when I saw that, I was like, really, um, now first I have to say that I don't know that there's really anybody out there that says they find Rutgers at Northwestern interesting, but hey, we'll we'll let that go. <laughs> well, um, I mean, just I found it I find it interesting just in terms of the line, not yeah. really not really. It, the it, game it is an interesting line. It, it is, and I am with you all the way on that one. I am confident that Rutgers. Uh, <sighs> I mean, Pat Fitzgerald is a good coach, but we talked about it several times. I mean, Northwestern is Northwestern, and they go through a cycle, right? they got to build that depth and whatnot. Next year, I assume that they're probably going to be pretty good, but not this year. Um, Fitzgerald is a good coach, but yeah, I just can't really understand that line. I think Rutgers is going to win. Um, so just by default, right, you, you take Rutgers. So, yeah, Rutgers with 23. Yeah, I got Rutgers with 19. I mean, honestly, I, I think this kid game could like end up 6-3, to three, you know, something crazy like that. Rutgers winning. I think it'll be, you know, they'll score some touchdowns. But, yeah, I, I'm pretty confident in Rutgers this game. So uh, that was mine just because of the line. But any others before we do rapid? Yeah, Clemson's back in action. Uh, so did did they figure some things out? You know, to me that that's something to look for. Um, <clears throat> Clemson's likely not to make the playoffs this year. Uh, they're already a, a two-loss team, and that is very unfamiliar territory for them right now. Um, that one's very interesting to me. It's a fourteen and a half point spread. Cuse is not a great team, but. In that dome, and they've they've done it to Clemson before there, right? So you know, some goofy things can happen, and so I'm very interested to see if Clemson is starting to figure some things out. I'm gonna take Clemson on this one with twelve. Yeah, so I was looking at this game, and I've went back and forth on this one. Originally, I had Clemson. Uh, but it spreads 14 and a half. And, you know, they are coming off a bye week. 
Um, but I kind of looked this looked at this one similar to the Oklahoma TCU game in that out of all the FBS teams, Clemson I don't believe has won by more than one score either. Uh, and I know it's Syracuse. Syracuse doesn't have a defense, but I mean Clemson's offense hasn't looked great. I mean their defense His is presence. Still, their defense has still looked pretty good, but they've lost a, a couple key guys, and so. Yeah, I don't know if Syracuse is really going to score all that much, but I don't know that Clemson's – I mean, is Clemson even going to put up over 30 points? I I don't know. And this is Syracuse we're talking about. Um, maybe they do have some things figured out, but until I see it, I'm, I'm going to fake Clemson. So I'm going to take Syracuse to uh, hold the 14-and-a-half uh, with nine. Smashing, baby, smashing. So, uh, yeah, that, that's, you know, like I said earlier, a lot of these matchups are pretty rank um, this week. And you know, last week was really good. Uh, so we're, we're kind of you know, paying for that this week with um, less excitement on the matchups. Any others that uh, thrill you in any way, shape, or form? Not particularly. All right, then. So I guess maybe we have a little bit of time then to jump into Ohio State and their bye week and uh, what we think they should be doing during that bye week. That was other news that came out this week, by the way, the uh, Kerry Coombs uh, press conference that has gotten a lot of positive press. Uh, And I'll have to be honest, I, I listened to it and I was impressed by it. Um, and it, and I'm going to, and I'll admit as well, it does make me feel bad, honestly, you know, the way I rip on Kerry Coombs, but it's the bombast and, and hopefully people don't take us too seriously. Um, because, you know, I call coaches idiots. Um, you know, we, we make fun of Michigan, but I think that's a given. Everybody does that. Uh, you know, we obviously make fun of the SEC bias and things like that. And so, I, I am willing to bet, you know, if we were bigger than what we are, we would have offended, or at least I would have offended a lot of people already. But um, I've said some unsavory things about Kerry Coombs. Um, still not a good hire, right? I, I mean, at the end of the day, you know, he can be a wonderful man and a wonderful Buckeye, which is, I think, is what really came out. He, he, he has a lot of passion uh, and integrity. Um and he has some qualities in that way that are becoming more and more rare. And so that's that's good stuff. And he is a Buckeye. Uh, at the end of the day, he does love Ohio State, which is awesome. He just wasn't the right hire. And I don't blame him for that. I blame Ryan Day. I, I blame the laziness of the hire, etc. But we are where we are. And um, it was a good press conference. And um, it is cool that he is taking the things the way... He is taking them, and I, and I hope the best for him, too. I hope that a, a light goes off, and you know, whether he ends up calling the plays again in the future or whatever his um, interaction is, uh, you know, I'm, I hope for, for his sake and everyone's that you know, a light goes off and, and you know, something happens there, but um, I still don't agree with the hire. Yes, we all know. <laughs> um. Yeah, I, I 
agree with everything he said. Um, yeah, he's he's good man, a great guy. Uh, I, I do think he's better in the position that he's in now. He's still a good DBs coach. Uh, still recruited some of these guys, and I think that could. He's a good recruiter. Yeah, he's a good recruiter. I think that could still turn out very well. I mean, the uh, the secondary still some issues, but in terms of uh, coverage, um, they've looked pretty good the past few games, uh, especially the freshmen. So uh, that's a good sign, at least in terms of like you know one on one, especially press coverage more, uh, which is good. So um, yeah, I keep them in the roles. Uh, I think right now the biggest things they need to work on, uh, especially are all the things we talked about, right? First, getting guys healthy, uh, continuing to work with the defense, especially on shooting gaps, uh, just defense reacting, firing to the ball, you know, kind of like we talked about, uh, steel chambers, making some great line backer plays. Those are the things we want to continue to see. Um, reading, reacting, sh- getting low, getting quick off those blocks and getting to the guy. So, I mean, that's, you know, we can continue to see that pressing forward, uh, of course, coverage over the middle, uh, and and even in the flats, especially in terms when they still do that soft coverage, uh, from time to time. So, I mean, nothing, nothing new, uh, offense, uh, you know, I mean, they've been rolling, but continue to work on those key plays, um, making sure those guys are healthy, that the depth is there, uh, especially in the running back room. Uh, I mean, there's not too much to add. I mean, just working on what you already know, you know, you can do well. Continue to do it. Continue to hammer down those plays uh, that you know you need in the future, and uh, go from there, but I mean, you look at the mid midterm grade. Uh, very impressive the past few weeks, like we talked about. Uh, this is the team you know we wanted to see earlier. Uh, I think they're coming into their own. You know, we still got a a game here uh, that we can iron some things out before the Penn State game, and then uh, a couple after that to continue working on those things before you know you really hit that big physical stretch of Michigan State, Michigan, and then probably Iowa in the Big Ten Championship. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I like where, like where we're at right now compared to where we were. And as long as we continue to, to progress, that's uh, that's all that matters. So, Yep. So what I'm looking for is, first of all, the touch on the offense. Like, I think you're right. It, it is... Entering into machine mode, right? Being, okay, we're starting to click in all cylinders. Um, starting to have a bit more semblance of, of a cogent game plan. Um, I, 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 what I'm really looking for is that Indiana, that you're not taking any steps back, right? The last couple of games, you've scored near 50 points offensively. I, I'm expecting that they enter into that consistency mode. Um, and, and yeah, when it gets to the Indiana game that they are putting up at least 50 points. Um, I think also offensively, I, I am interested to see coming out of the bye week, how they're treating the, um, the running game. 
Um, are, are they going to start to rely more on Travion Henderson? Is Mayan Williams back? And, and how does that look? So that will be something very interesting to look for coming out of the bye uh, for, for the offense. Also, offensively, um, when I watched the spring game, I was all over Travion Henderson. I, I, saw, I, I just saw two plays out of him. Um, early in that spring game, and I knew right then, I knew he was going to be the man at running back this year. I, I, it didn't take much to, to, to see that, to tell that. Um, I thought Jack Sawyer looked good in the spring game, was going to get a lot of playing time, and he is. Um, one other person that I thought looked even better than both of those two players in the spring game, and we haven't seen much out of him, is uh, Harrison, uh, Marvin Harrison Jr., right? Yeah. Uh, so I'm interested in offensively, Egbuka, Marvin Harrison Jr. Um, you know, will they start to get into the game more? Uh, will Julian Fleming be back? So um, those are some of the things on on offense. On defense, set the edge. Uh, yes, you're yes. right. The, the cornerbacks, the the coverage uh, in the secondary is looking pretty good. They seem to have defensively come up with a few different looks. Uh, to ooh, um, make opposing offenses think. Uh, I'm looking for consistency there. Um, I, I think if they maintain that consistency and the defensive line, especially the tackles, continue to you know put the pressure on that they are, if there's one thing that changes in the positive direction that I could choose, it would be set the damn edge. Defensive ends, get more pressure, and set the edge, right? Do that one thing. Work the next two weeks, the bye week, and into that Indiana game just focusing wholeheartedly on doing that. Because if if you can maintain the consistency that you have in the secondary now and start getting better pressure from the ends, set the edge on the run game, um, that would be huge. Uh, and then obviously uh, the linebackers. I want to see more steel chambers. I know that he's not there yet. I know that he's he's unpolished, but man, he seems to get it. He seems to storm to the ball. Um, I want to see more steel chambers coming out of the bye week, and I want to see the linebackers starting to look like they are not oblivious anymore. Those are the things I'm looking for. Have yep. a good time all the time. That's my philosophy, Marty. Yep, I agree. Definitely set the edge. Uh, hopefully see some of those guys get off uh, injury or, or whatever, you know, like uh, Tyreek Smith, get back, get into it, and get us some more pressure. Yep, I agree. There it is. Do we have anything else for this episode? My nope. boy. Other than that, somehow, yet again, uh, we have eight uh, different game. We have eight uh, games that we chose differently this week. So, I guess and that's, that's what makes it all the more fun. I guess that's our number. I don't know. Okay. Well, I, I think what I'm hearing then is that uh, it is time to declare an end to this wonderful episode of. Bucket Bombas, we spell heaven on the boy. Indeed.